0: Compulsive overeater. Grateful to be among you today. Um, I am weirdly nervous about speaking, especially when I saw there were so many people from the 7 a.m. Monday through Saturday meeting because I've been going to that one. And so you all know exactly what's going on in my life. Um, but I'm grateful to be here and, and welcome to the newcomers and the returning folks. And it's just reminds me of what we're doing here. Um, So the literature that I wanted to talk about is the 10th Step Promises, which again, people who go to the 7 a.m. meeting might be a little bored, but uh, they are my favorite piece of AA literature and I'll just read them. They're very short, but, um, and we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even food. For by this time, sanity will have returned. We will seldom be interested in food. If tempted, we recoil from it as from a hot flame reacts. We react sanely and normally and we find that this has happened automatically. We will see that our new attitude toward food has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That is the miracle of it. We are not fighting it. Neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we've been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. We have not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. We are neither cocky nor are we afraid. That is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. So um, the reason... That one, I was thinking about it this morning, so I'm on the East Coast, so I've already been up for many hours, and um, hauled a lot of mulch around my backyard, <laughs> and got myself nice and showered so I uh, could be presentable to you all, um, and uh, the reason I chose that is because the promise that I feel like I need, not the only promise, but the one the promise that stands out to me and that i repeat in my head every time we read that on the 7 AM meeting is safe and protected that we have not even sworn off and instead the problem has been removed you know we have been placed in a position of neutrality and that's a, that's the miracle that i need because when i came into oa 16 and a half years ago, I guess, which is crazy. Some of, I know some of you from back then. And, uh, if I ever thought I would have like a month of abstinence, let alone 16 years. Um, but, uh, safe and protected. I remember when I would have slips, my previous sponsor would have me book in my meals with him. I would call him before and tell him what I was going to eat. And then I'd call him after and tell him what I ate. And it wasn't like punitive, like, oh, you're having problems with food. So you have to do this thing because you can't be trusted. It was more like, don't go into the food alone. You know, it was, you know, we need to bring an army with, I need to bring an army with me into the food because I am powerless over it. Like, i have so many i feel teary like i have so many experiences with food where i just feel like i got beat up by it you know like i really got it i feel like anyway god willing that anytime i get into the food into the ring with the food by myself i lose i get beaten up even if i manage not to eat compulsively i am beaten up you know like the um the kind of hangover from the obsession all of that is just exhausting and and i feel literally scared when i face it by myself i mean don't get me wrong i still have self will so like sometimes you know i do play that game of chicken sometimes in my head of like you know like could i have this could i not And in the end, you know, like, I know that the loving answer from my higher power is don't do this to yourself, sweetheart. You know, like, this is not worth it. Like, you are more important than this piece of food. And, um, I, uh, so, yeah, so I really feel like I got that message. Uh, I feel like I got that message in this program that, um, I that I really can't beat it you know like most of you know my story but for those of you who don't um, my dad died of compulsive overeating last year and um, he was the smartest man had the most willpower got himself out of like a super scary childhood and um couldn't defeat the food, you know, gained and lost hundreds of pounds in my lifetime. And he ended up dying of it. Um, and I knew I was going to die of it. Like, most of you have heard this story, but you know, a month after I started my, came to my first OA meeting, my dad went into the hospital with congestive heart failure and he was 515 pounds. And um, I was half that weight. And I was half his age, like it just happened to be that I was half his age at that time. And uh, I was like, I'm going to die. And do you know what I did? I went to meetings, talked about how it was all my parents' fault, did not get a sponsor, did not um, start working the steps. I was not going to tell anyone what I ate. Fuck you guys. Um, And I did it by myself for eight months. I counted calories. And then I started eating compulsively again and I was like, oh my God, my dad almost dying only bought me eight months, you know, and I I didn't think I would lose weight in this program. I didn't think I could because I've been on all the diets and I always gained the weight back, but I... I just wanted to stop hurting so much with food and um, I was tired of the cycle of like gearing up for a binge, thinking about it obsessively, thinking about what I was going to eat next when the thing that I was currently eating was no longer working, you know, that feeling And, um, and then feeling shame and self-hatred, and really, like, deeply disabled by those feelings emotionally, you know? Um, convince myself that was why I was single. Nobody was ever going to love me because I was fat. Meanwhile, I had a girlfriend at my top weight, so, like, you know, but the facts don't matter, right? Like, the facts don't matter when you're a compulsive eater and an addict, um, because I couldn't love myself. I know that's cheesy, but it's true. And, um, so yeah, to get back to the reading, I desperately want to be safe and protected desperately. Um, I was thinking this morning as I was getting cleaned up from the garden work that especially right now, so I've been in recovery for 16 years. I'm now in three programs and I also get outside help for mental health issues. That program does not resolve for me and I'm having a very hard time right now. Um, I, I am terrified in my body most of the time because of everything that's happening out in the world. And, um, so when we read that 10 step promise, the prompt, like that, there is something that in a book that says you will be safe and protected. Like this program, everyone in these rooms, higher power, whatever that is, or isn't to you, it's going to protect me. Like, you know, I get outside help for a number of things and I, uh, I have a deep feeling in my body of not being safe and protected. Like as a child, I was not safe. And as a child, I was not protected. And I just, so the idea that I could be, the idea that that could be a possibility for me, that I could be someone who deserves that and just deserves it because I'm here. That is like, that is the, that's the promise I need, especially right now, you know, and to be safe and protected and to be, uh, neutral about food. Did I ever think I could be neutral about food? I was, it was never neutral. It was always either my savior or it was the villain, you know? And, um, what program has taught me is that I, um, lost my train of thought welcome to menopause everybody um I uh yeah that I so one of the things I wanted to say is so in the last two years you know we have everything that's going on now in 2020 and then last year my dad died and I had cancer and I had surgery and I went through surgical menopause So it's been a great couple of years and, um, and I've gained weight. Like I hit menopause and all of a sudden I'm gaining weight and it terrifies me. The crazy thing is that I am not eating any different than I ate before. And I get outside help for my food plan. And the person who helps me with that has suggested that in the middle of a Pandemic and civil rights and human rights crisis perhaps not fucking with my food would be the right choice for me Uh, I do think I mean I have heard lots of people in the room say that the road narrows I suspect it's narrowing for me but for today I have to take care of my mental health and the miracle is I'm still willing to do the actions to stay abstinent one day at a time despite the fact that I'm gaining weight So like the miracle of recovery for me is that I did not lose my abstinence when my dad died. I did not lose my abstinence when I was diagnosed with cancer. (laughs) I did not lose my abstinence when I had a major surgery or when my partner's aunt died or, you know, any number of things like God protected me. Like, I, I feel like it's so cheesy, but it's true. Like God protected me from, Needing to act out with food, you know, and the thing that I've learned in recovery is that my life has to change in order to accommodate abstinence. I could not have stayed abstinent, stayed in the job that I was in when I came into OA. I was miserable. I hated it. I was eating to sublimate all of that in part. I was also eating because I'm a compulsive overeater, um, and like now I'm really being asked by my higher power to work less to take care of my nervous system more, to be humble. And you know, like the promise here, isn't just that we're safe and protected from food, but like we have ceased fighting anything, even food, anything or anyone. And I am here to tell you, I'm fighting everything every day. Like I am not at ease with that. I, um, you know, I'm grateful that I have sponsors and fellows and outside help to tell me like, I'm actually doing really well right now. That's what they say. Um, don't feel it, but you know what? I don't, I think I don't feel it because I'm abstinent. So I actually feel everything that's happening right now. I can feel it and I feel the pain of it. And I just walk. I mean, I, I do I know I have other options, but, um, the option of going back into the food makes me so sad and scared that I am so grateful that I have a choice about it today. So, I mean, to wrap up, I will just say that as crabby as I am right now and it has triggered and kind of in a emotional flashback as I am at the moment, I I am grateful that I'm able to stay here you know, with the help of all of you that I can be sad and scared and feel all this stuff in my body and be terrified of the future and still be like, Oh, I took a week off this week. I'm self-employed. Like you didn't take a week off. You don't get paid, you know, but I took a week off because my higher power was like, you cannot maintain this, you know, And so I took a week off and I was in my garden and I have a lovely partner who loves me and who I love, despite all of this craziness, right? Like we've been in quarantine together and we love each other still. It's a miracle for me. And, um, you know, like, and we're able to walk through all the conflicts that you have with someone that you live with and are with every day and, um, Like I just am grateful for today that I I don't have to eat over it. So that's my, that's my share. Thanks. I pass.